What is up, Knoll Nation? I'm Jesse from Plant the Spear. This is my co-host, Michael, and we are coming to you on this Friday as early signing day is approaching. Got a lot of big-name transfers in Tallahassee this weekend. There's a lot going on. Or is there, Michael? There's not really... Really hasn't been a lot going on lately. There's a lot of talk about what might happen, but there's not been a whole lot popping off. So in this episode, we're going to talk about, is it time to panic or is it time to be patient and just let things play out? And so we're going to get into that, talk about kind of the the weekend that is coming up for Florida State, a very big weekend with a lot of big names on campus, like we mentioned. Uh, But before we get into that, Michael, how are you, my friend? Thank you for joining me. Oh, Jesse, thanks for having me again. Always love to be a part of Plant the Spear. Uh, doing all right, you know, just trying to, trying to like you, like every other FSU fan, just trying to see what, what's going to happen, what's going to pop, you know, what transfers coming in, what high school recruit we're going to be able to, to, to snag, uh, looking at you, Jeremiah Smith and, uh, hoping for the best. Yeah. I think that's the one that everybody really has circled on their list. And, and, you know, speaking of, of signing day flips, we're not even to signing day yet, but it does appear that there is going to be a flip. Yeah, you know another another kind of five star finding their way somewhere else, uh, close to signing day. You know, it's it's kind of be, almost become a, a, tradition. a tradition now. It's as much as you hate to say it, but you know, all signs right now point to five star defensive lineman Armando Blunt flipping back his yeah. commitment back to Miami, and that's the key word there is back. He was already committed to them once. Correct. He flipped his commitment to Florida State and. Uh, at the time of recording this, around four o'clock on Friday, five minutes ago, he tweeted a picture of him holding up the U. So it, you know, everything everything looks like that. You know, his official visit to Florida State this weekend was canceled, so it looks like he's going to be back with the Hurricanes. But you know, we did a, an early signing day episode earlier this week, and uh, my friend Taylor from Norvell Central said that that was the one he was worried about. Yeah. When you just think about, it, he's a South Florida guy. He was already committed to them. They pushed really hard for him. And, you know, I'm sure they probably made him a sweet offer at the end as well, too, to get him in the boat. You know, I don't want to suspect on anything, but, right. you know, I mean, it, it's, it does get a little bit old, you know, to lose these guys. But at the same time, I'll kick it back to you. But I will say this, you know, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's frustrating to see it happen again. But yeah. you don't really feel terrible about it because you know that you do have Marvin Jones Jr. visiting this weekend as well from the transfer market. This is a guy that will still have multiple years of eligibility. Former five-star guy that, you know, I mean, honestly, and I don't mean to say this as like a salty FSU fan, you know what I mean? That's that's always like as soon as the kid flips his commitment, well, he wasn't any good. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like if I had my choice, I would take probably the guy who was a former five-star that has two years of strength and conditioning and development and experience and coaching at the University of Georgia, who's a – you know, he was part of uh, at least one of their national championship teams. That's right. So I would, I'm okay with this trade, but again, man, it just comes down to that. You know, it's just still problems with some closing things yeah. towards uh, early signing day. So I'll let you share some thoughts on that. Yeah, you know, I think again with with Blunt, you know, like you said, he's a sophomore kid. And even when he had, you know, flipped his commitment to Florida State, Miami didn't let up. You know, the scuttlebutt out there, and you know, I'm not saying whether this is true or not. It's just what I've heard uh, through a bunch of different people that, you know, even when he was on his visit to Florida State, Miami was calling him during the visit, you know, trying to get him, you know, back in their good graces and or get 
get try, they were trying to get back in his good graces and all those different things. And he had people in his ear, man. He's a South Florida kid. So all his yeah. family, all the people, they wanted him to come to Miami. It's closer for them to go and see the game. And man, when you're an 18, 19 year old kid and you got all that pressure on you, you know, at some point you just wonder if he just said, you know, whatever, forget it. It's, it's, it's close to home. I'll just go here. I've always liked the you blah, 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 you know? And, uh, and, you know, maybe Miami sweetened the deal a little bit. You know, I, I, I don't buy the notion that Miami outbidded Florida State in the NIL. I think Florida State's NIL structure and, and organization can compete with anybody in the country. So I, I don't buy that. I just think the kid, you know, probably just was like, look, this is home, so I'll go here. Um, but what I will say, though, on the other side of that, so that's the positive side. On the other side, though, we do have a problem with closing on high school defensive linemen uh, over the last couple of years. And I know uh, based on just the stuff I've seen on Twitter or X, whatever you call it, and um, uh, just recruiting sites all across all on the web on the Internet is that, you know, recruiters are using, you know, Odell's age and how long he's going to uh, continue to coach there as a as a negative against Florida State. And they've struggled him, you know, Odell and, you know, John Papuchas. They've struggled at closing these high end defensive linemen out of the high school ranks. Um, and, you know, they've they've proven that they can develop them. That's not a problem. And and that's what blows my mind is like, man, right. I don't understand how these high school kids are not looking at what they've done with Jermaine Johnson and, and Jared verse and Pat Payton. And I mean, all these guys and, and Fabian Lovett and jo Josh farmer. I mean, look at the develop Brandon Fisk. Like, and I know Braden Fisk, I know you might say, well, they already came pre-developed. No, they were all unpolished. Even, right. even J Jermaine Johnson even said like, you know, the, one of the reasons why he couldn't, Cracked the starting lineup at Georgia was because like he was just undeveloped in, in a lot of ways, and Odell just changed the game for him. So it's like I, I, I'm looking at these high school D line pro prospects, and I'm like, okay, you want the bag? I get it. You're trying to get that for your family, but you're going to go to a program in this case, Miami, where they've proven they can't develop talent. Now their 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 philosophy is look, let's just stack talent on talent so that it can overcome our coaching deficiencies because they have glaring coaching deficiencies. Um, and so I think that's an issue that I think Mike Norvell at some point in this offseason is going to have to address, you know, and, and I love Odell. I mean, he's he is the unconquered uh, uh, Seminole and he, uh, you know, he's a mainstay uh, of the of the Bobby Bowden uh, era. Um, but I wonder if, you know, if it might be time. And I think that's a question that Mike Norvell is going to have to address this offseason. Yeah. I mean, there's always been that debate and it's been that right. way for the last few years. Like you said, we just haven't really signed. I mean, I, I think probably off the top of my head and I could, I could be missing a few here because, you know, Lord knows we try to forget a certain right. period there of a few years, but I think Marvin Wilson might've been one of the, your last like real top tier defensive tackles that you were able to find. And you know, that really didn't even pan out too well for yeah. you there. But yeah. I think like you bring up a good point though. It is strange because they have, so a good track record with yes. developing guys yes. it's so strange and then i think that you've also been able to cover things a little bit you know yeah. when you talk about transfer market and bringing in guys like Braden fisk and bringing right. in fabian lovin and all these guys that you were able to bring in you've kind of gotten away with not being able to to sign a lot of guys Correct. there but i do think that it is something that you're going to have to you know i mean yeah they got kj sampson who was a four-star who's still a young guy that's coming up but right. 
you know, you've lost a little bit of your young talent there. So you need to start building that depth from the high school yeah. ranks yeah. to where you don't have to go to the portal every year. And of course, you know, we love the portal. Like, right. I, I, I look like it is Black Friday Christmas shopping or something like that. <laughs> I, this is exciting to me. Like, I can't wait to see who we yes. get. But I think you just you want to feel good about the guys that you have there. And the, Correct. And the trenches are somewhere that you typically like to feed from the high school ranks because right. there's just not a lot of them available. So. Yeah, man, it, it, there's a, a little bit of a tough conversation that may need to be had between you know him and and Coach JP and, and yep. you know even at linebacker as well. Yeah, that's, oh. another, that's another. Don't get me started on that one. Right, like Sertan is and uh, Fuller are really about your only two top recruiters on, on that side. Now I know Correct. Randy Shannon is involved in a lot of the South Florida recruiting, so I don't want to take that away from him. But correct you're kind of not bringing in a whole lot of guys at your own position, which Correct. is a problem because even Blake Nicholson, that was a lot of the Derek Ray connection. So Correct. there may be some things when you talk about just strictly from the recruiting side that have to be addressed at some point in the future. I just think for me personally, I think o Odell has earned the right to stay as long as he wants to, you know what I mean? But yeah. because of the development, he's one of the best coaches in the game. I think that's it's, fair too. Yeah. Right. It's just, you got to find a way to get some guys on the defensive line. You yep. just have to. And so right. you lose this one. You did lose Keldrick Falk last year as well. So, I mean, the thing is like they get them and they get them committed. It's just a closing part. That's hard. Right. And, you right. know, I do think Miami probably, you know, again, I don't want to speculate, but I do think Miami probably did sweeten the deal towards the end there. Yeah. And people have to remember, I mean, Crystal Ball is a good recruiter. They, yes. they, they hired that staff with a lot of guys that were built to recruit. So, right. you know, I mean, it's just, it's part of it. But the thing is too, that you also see a lot of their top talent, like you said, the way they, they don't necessarily develop well. Right. You see a lot of their guys hit the portal later on. I mean, you have uh, a couple of their guys that have yeah. hit the portal, their top guys, even on offense Yep. Um, with the uh, Jacoby George kid and, and right. Jafari Harvey, like you got some of those guys that hit the portal. So, We'll see, man. They're going to have to fill. They're definitely going to have to go to the portal probably to fill some gaps here now. Uh, if you lose that, especially on the defensive line, and, you know, it's and we talk about the portal too. You have Malcolm Ray, who, and again, That's guys, right. we, I can't tell you who's officially in the portal. We don't have access to that database, but I right. can tell you who's listed in the 247 database. And, you know, we've talked about the guys in the past, but just looking at the defensive line, you've got Aobami Tafasi that has yep. intended or entered one of the two. Um, and then you have. Uh, Malcolm Ray as well. Yep. So there's two of your depth guys that you're losing. So you're going to need to get a couple pieces there. Um, now, I will say, again, like if you can get Marvin Jones Jr., that's huge because, that's big. you know, that that's a, a five-star ready-made guy who can come in and start for you day one. Yeah. I think you, you know, and, and it depends. Or like, at least challenge. We 99.9% believe Jared versus probably going to the NFL this year. <laughs> so you would plug him in across from Patrick Payton. If he does some, I don't know, maybe he just loves Tallahassee. Maybe that right. honey fried chicken really is mm. what they say it is. Maybe he mm. just comes back. Either way, you have, then you have really a three deep rotation of three of the best right. defensive ends in the country. Um, and, and, you know, he did play a little bit of stand-up linebacker at Georgia, too. I think that's part of the reason he wanted to get out right. of there because they weren't really using him how they were supposed to. He dealt with a little bit of injury, too. Um, so maybe that's, he could be a hybrid player for you as well. Now, speaking of, visits this weekend obviously they got a lot of their guys that are currently committed to tribe 24 coming in yep. so they're trying to lock those guys up because again you don't want to let too many of these guys go i know the only other one that people are talking about is kj bolden to auburn i don't really think that's going to be the case i think he's going to end up at florida state i just think you also have to think about you know if they throw like a and even if this is the case uh with blunt and i don't know that to be the reason but if they were to throw a you know just 
absurd bag at a kid. Right. Like you can't really blame them for taking it if they're right. going to overpay. And, and, you know, that's the thing too, when you talk about can Florida state compete because in the NIL space, of course they can, right. we know they right. can, the, the battles end is one of the best collectives in the country. Correct. It's whether they want to, because right. like, you know, they're not going to let the kids set the market. The market's going to set the market. So Correct. they're not going to overpay. And, and if Miami wants to do that, you let them do it. And then, you know, maybe you pick them up in the portal a few years later. Uh, but looking at some of the guys that are on campus this weekend for their visits, of course, we know you have Washington State quarterback Cam Ward already in. By the time you watch this, he's probably already going to be on his way back out of Tallahassee. That yeah. is someone that we're going to talk about a little bit here. Uh, DJ Uyunglele, oh, Oregon you're, State. You're I'm killing getting, it. I'm getting better at this name. You're I'm killing like, it. <laughs> I'm trying. I've been. Pra I'm telling you, I've been tra practicing a lot. And I will give you a tip to all the FSU people out there: if you put it in your like uh, keyboard a few times, like four or five times, predictive text will remember it, and it will be your <laughs> best friend. So, but you got to make sure you spell it right because the first few times when I spelled it wrong, I saved the wrong one in there, and I was like, "Oh no, we got to fix that." Um, so DJU is on uh, campus this weekend as well. So you got two quarterbacks there. You're looking at, of course, yep. Marvin Jones Jr. We already talked about him. He's going to be in this weekend as well. Uh, you now I will say this while we're talking about these guys, they did have a Georgia linebacker hit the portal. Now I've the starting heard, linebacker, right? I've heard some rumblings that there could be a guest, a special guest that was coming with Marvin Jones. I, heard Jr. That too. Yep. I haven't necessarily confirmed that through anybody, but that's what they're, that's what I've heard. And that linebacker, uh, Dumas Johnson out of Georgia, this would be a home run get for Florida. Oh, if you can man. get these two as a package, if you get that five-star edge player and you get a guy who, you know, he was a first-team preseason All-American, yep. has 126 tackles, uh, 17 tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks, you know, has experience at Georgia. If you could get these two, Oh man, I oh, will breathe man. a huge sigh of relief for that defense. Just to I know, get, that you have, I get real juicy. Right. I mean that that is like two basically plug and play starters yep. right there. Yep. So those are the big transfers that you got on this weekend. So we'll talk about them. Then we'll get into some high school kids. Uh, you also, um, well, I'll save him for the high school, the reclassified kid. But yeah, man. So let's talk about let's first talk about these two quarterbacks. Then we'll talk about a little bit about the the other transfers too. So you got Cam Ward coming in. I, you know, everybody loves Cam Ward. Everybody wants Cam Ward. I want Cam Ward. You want Cam We all want Cam we Ward. We all want Cam Ward. We all want Cam Ward. Whether they get him or not, it still remains to be seen. Like, I think when you look from just a purely, like, where's the best fit? Where can he be the most successful? I think when you look at what he can do coming into Florida State with us in this offense, he's probably going to be an almost immediate Heisman contender just Correct. from the numbers that he's put up and everything. But I actually did a whole video that you guys can check out on the channel about why I think DJU could be the answer for Florida State. I think he's going to be your most likely option that you're going to land when you just look at what you're going to have to financially do to get him. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it sounds weird to say, man, but it's just it's college football nowadays. It, yep. What you're going to have to pay to get him. Um, and, and I think DJ can do everything that you want to do in this offense. I think he's more of a high floor guy. Cam Ward's more of a high ceiling guy. But, you know, Cam Ward, again, man, he's he's had 76 turnovers in his career. Yep. And he's had 40-plus uh, sacks the last two seasons, according to PFF. I mean, those are scary numbers. Yeah. When you look at what Clemson's offense, you know, did with turnover problems this year yep. and sack problems, too. So, you know, I, I already did, like, a whole 30-minute video on, on why I think DJU could win. I love Cam Ward if they end up landing him. I think either one of these guys, depending on what you put around him, I think yeah. these – Either of these two guys put you in that 10-win 
ACC competing for ACC championship, 12-team playoff type of window. So I'll let you share your thoughts on the two guys and what you think about them. Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think you go wrong with either guy. You know, do I think one guy has a little higher higher ceiling than the other? Yeah, I think Cam Ward has, you know, well, let me go here. DJ is the prototypical quarterback that Mike Norvell used to have in his offense. When you go back and look at Memphis, his time at Memphis and even Arizona State, that big, you know, bulky quarterback who who can throw and run um, and and is able to, you know, take a beating and and right. more, more so probably hand out a beating. Uh, but, you know, you look at um, you look at DJ and he, he has a 59 percent um, completion percentage he's thrown for 8300 yards uh he's got 57 touchdowns and 24 interceptions he had seven interceptions this past season 21 touchdowns you know 200 2600 over 2600 yards but when you look at his rush stats Oregon State only ran him or he scrambled 68 times for 219 yards six touchdowns right but then you go over to Cameron and I just see I, in some ways, maybe, and I, and I, I hesitate to even say this, but I, I see a, a, just a, a stronger Jordan Travis in Cam Ward right. that, you know, Jordan Travis was amazing for his ability to like get in a phone booth and basically make people miss. Right. I mean, the, you think about the, the uh, Florida game where he like got out of like 50 different sacks, LSU game, you know, uh, the Oklahoma game, like all those different games where he just, just made people in such a small space miss them, and he was able to turn a, a terrible play into something, you know, uh, amazing. And I think Cam Ward has that same ability. Cam Ward uh, this year ran 120 times for 144 yards, so he did get sacked a lot for sure, but he just has that, like, intangibility of, like, he can make you miss. Now, <clears throat> part, part of the sack if you go back and look at Washington State, is they, they didn't really have a great offensive line. And so he was running for his life a lot of the time. And then he would also hold the ball too long, which, remember, this year we complained about that a lot with Jordan Travis as well. So I don't think you go wrong with either one. Now, if it's me, Michael Hinton, and you're asking what which quarterback I would want, Cam Ward. Here's what I wouldn't do, though. I'm not going to pay a million dollars for that kid. We, we have a great team. Uh, so far going into next season, like a team that can make the college football playoff that can challenge for the ACC championship again. I'm not saying we can win it all, but right now as the team is constructed, we have a great team going in and I'm not going to risk that team and not getting the right players to fill the holes that we need to fill by overpaying for a quarterback that let's just be real. I don't know if he's worth a million dollars. I just yeah. don't. And so if DJ, if, if DJ comes in cheaper, and he and he, Mike Norvell sees the culture and all like that stuff and thinks he can develop him. Boom. Go with that. I'll be happy. Yeah. And to be honest, I've heard a million is only about halfway there. That's so what it, I heard it, too. It yeah. depends on how much. And, you know, something I talked about in the other video too is Miami may be willing to pay that because they need to win sooner than later because yeah. that new car smell has come off of that staff down there and they don't have the results on the field to really right. sell a lot of things either. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think you can win with both. I think. To me personally, I think you need to end up with one of them. You got to yes. take one. And yes. that's no dig at Tate. Tate can still come in and win the job. That's perfectly fine. I just think if you want to win the way you expect to win next year, yes. I think you need a more experienced veteran quarterback. 
But I will say this, man. It seems like with some of these guys, and again, I don't want to speculate on numbers and, and the truth of what happened in some of these right. situations that I just don't know, but it sounds like there's been a few guys, and you know, most people can figure out the names that I'm going to talk about, that are asking for a little bit too rich of a price than hmm. they've proven their worth. And the battle's in, and, this, and the staff is kind of letting them walk, or at least yeah. go test the market and find yeah. out, and then maybe come back. So... In a way, man, it feels like they're willing to almost go with the youth movement if they yeah. have to. Like they're willing yeah. to trust some of the younger guys. They're willing to let a few of the the more veteran guys go and just, you know, you may have to just roll with with a, a bit of a young squad and yeah. then see who you can pick up in the portal. And you know, it has been a slow portal season. And yeah. I mean, you had really they really kicked the tires on one offensive lineman so far, uh, Carter Smith from Indiana. He elected to stay there. So you you had the Georgia Tech uh, defensive end transfer that committed yeah. to South Carolina today. So he's off the board as well. Yeah. So I think that's why people are getting a little bit antsy. You see Armando Blunt going to flip back to Miami. Right. Florida State has not landed a transfer yet where yep. you've seen a lot of guys. It's been a weird year in the portal too, man. There's been yeah. guys that like, they're in the portal on Monday and they're at and their new school gone. on Tuesday. So right. it's like there's there's some funny stuff going on behind some back channels there. But <laughs> you know, it, it it just feels like we're just kind of sitting on eggshells right now, just kind of right. waiting. Like we're, we're seeing guys hit the portal. I think there's at least listed in the database. Now, again, like I said, the, the two four seven database they include announcements and verified ones. So I don't know who actually is in there. We don't have access right. to that. But there's I think fifteen or sixteen guys in there now. So you're seeing these guys come out. Unless anyone's came in since yesterday. There was 15 yesterday. Uh, so you have the 15 guys in there. And I think people are like, all right, well, we're, you know, we're losing and we're not really replacing yet. So uh, right. people get a little antsy. But at the end of the day, man, I think, again, you just have to realize that the nature of the game now is people are going to look for other opportunities. Yeah. People are going to be reached out to other schools. Oh, yeah. People are going to chase more money. Some people are going to be told they need to take it on down the road because they got to make room for other guys that maybe Correct. they know are coming in. So I think at the end of the day, you have to trust that the staff has a handle on one who they know is on their roster, who they feel is ready to roll in 2024. And then I think you have to understand that, you know, you got to trust what they've done in the portal so far. I mean, they just have one of the best track records in the portal. And yeah. this is something we talked about in pre-show that, you know, obviously you'll echo as well as, this is just the first one, and it's yep. still early. This portal season runs until January the 2nd, and then you have another one that opens up in mid to late April. Correct. So, And if you think back, you got Dylan Gibbons late, late. late, late. Now, this is obviously they winded, they tightened the portal windows a little bit since then. Uh, I think he might have even been way after April. He was yeah, way late. He was after he April. Was, yep. He was like, yeah, he was way late. And he ended up being a starter for you. Correct. And, and an impact player. So, you need you know, to get that late last year. Right. And th these could just be things where, you know, like you mentioned, th the position coach changes have already been happened after right. the bowl games or the playoffs or something like that. You also right. have where you go through spring practice and maybe you're not the number one guy on the list, yep. not where you yep. wanted to be. So that's something to watch, too. So I think it's, I think it is when you talk about panic or patience, I think with the transfer market right now, it's been slow. And right. this is something that I've mentioned before where there really wasn't a lot of power five coaching changes this year. Correct. So I think you don't, I think that in that halts a lot of guys from just hitting because they're, they don't, you know, they're, they're familiar with their situation. I mean, even like Arkansas, we thought Sam Pittman was gone. He didn't get fired. So I, really Correct. the ones that I can think of, you had like Oregon state, Michigan state, uh, Duke and Texas A&M. And really outside of that, I can't think of too many others 
that had a, a head coaching change. So I think right. that slows things down in the portal too. Uh, but as you see some guys go, you know, Florida State's really good about getting these guys in. So hopefully to me, you get one of the two quarterbacks. I think you feel good there if you get one of those guys, either one, to be honest. Obviously, if you get Cam Ward, you're doing a backflip in the front yard. But right, you know, if you if you get either one, I think you're you're good there. I think if you can get Marvin Jones Jr. and let's be honest, it's a perfect fit. He's a legacy oh, player. Absolutely. He was almost committed to here uh back in his original high school recruitment, but Florida State really was kind of in lost in the woods at that point. They really didn't have the success on the field. There was a lot of uncertainties here. Everybody was rumoring Mike Norvell to be on the the hot seat at the time in Georgia. Right. You know, right. this is actually something that I got a chance to talk to Marvin Jones in person about because I got to do interview him on an episode and it was like you know, at the time, Georgia was just a, I mean, they're coming off a national championship. Right. They won another, you know, that program was stable at the time. So it was a good decision and a good program for him to go to at the time. But you feel like that's a guy that should be a can't miss in this situation. And so I think if you can get him and if you can bring the linebacker, Dumas Johnson, in with him, then, man, I feel like you already feel a ton better about where you yeah. stand going into 2024 because you really bolstered up that defensive side of Correct. things. And then you you got your guy, you know, a guy at quarterback that at least is going to create competition. So I think if you can land a couple of those guys, you know, obviously you'll have to wait and see who else comes in. But then, yeah. you know, again, you might just have to play some young guys next year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just think it's, you know, I, I'm with you. I don't I don't think we should be panic yet. I don't think this is panic season. I think we're still in the patient season uh of of the offseason. And and the reason I say that is because here's the thing. When when you talk when you look at all these players who are entering the portal from Florida State, you know, if 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 we take off our fan hat and we just kind of look at it from a from an outside view perspective and a little bit of their perspective is this is the only way these kids can negotiate. Right. They're, they're, they don't necessarily have agents. Now, agents are introduced and you can have a representative and all like this. But there's not like a structure for how negotiations are supposed to go. And these are 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids who don't fully know the business of of college football. Right. And so their only recourse right now is if they are not hearing the number or what they want to hear as far as playing time and all that stuff. They they will get on Twitter and they will say, "Hey, I'm gonna. I love Florida State, but this is a difficult decision. I'm gonna enter my name into the transfer portal, right?" And then what happens then is now they believe it gives them leverage to negotiate right. with the collectives and stuff, right? And you saw that with Pat Payton. He said he was going to enter into transfer portal. You know, uh, Ingram Smith of the Battles End came out and said, "Look, we don't we don't negotiate through social media." Then a few days later. Pat Payton deletes a tweet, and uh, as of right now, as of four thirty-seven on on today, he has not entered the transfer portal. So you see some of that going, and and what you know, I would encourage you. Let's not let's not get too caught up in who puts a tweet out and who doesn't, because right. at the end of the day, um, what matters is once they actually, you know, sometimes when a player actually officiates, they'll, they'll even tweet the email from the transfer portal saying they're actually in. So let's give these coaches the benefit of the doubt that and the in the collective that's proven right. it can go get the best of the best um, the chance to 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 get the players that it needs. And again, like you said, there, there are two portal seasons. So we're only in portal season number one, which is uh, up until I think a little bit right after the bowl games are played. And January there could, 2nd is, yeah, January is 2nd. Yep. 
Yep. And there could be, Jesse, as you know very well, there could be players who are currently on bowl teams who have yet yeah. to enter the portal because they're because unlike other players, they're focused on trying to play the game. So right. Mike Norvell and that staff, they're very tuned into that. They they have they have some players that they're probably, and I'm not speculating, I'm not saying there's tamper or anything like that, but I'm just saying they probably are are watching some players who are currently on playoff teams, who are currently on high New York Six Bowl teams, that they're waiting to see if we'll enter the portal, and then they will like maybe push their uh, chips all into place. So that's the first portal season. And then the second portal season is uh, – April 16th through the 30th. And as you said, we were able to get D uh, Dylan Givens late. We were able to get Keon late. And so, uh, you know, spring practices will solidify kind of if you're going to be on, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to be a part of the plan. And so once a kid realizes, oh, well, maybe they don't have a, uh, a big plan for me. I need to go somewhere where I can try to play. They're going to enter in the portal. Then, then you'll have another season as well. Um, and so I, I, the, I, I'm not, I'm not worried at all at this point. Now we get to the second portal season and we haven't gotten yeah. anybody. Then I would say it's time to panic, but I'm not worried at this point of that. We're going to not be able to get some, some, um, uh, the portal guys. And the other thing too, last, and I'll get it back to you is, um, is, is two quick things is that one. Florida State, first of all, every coach in America right now for college football, you have to basically re-recruit your, your two deep every season now. That's the business now. You have to re-recruit your two deep every season. And there are going to be some on that two deep that you say, hey, look, man, you're on this two deep because we believed in you, but we're actually recruiting over you. You might want to go. So, you know, and they all have those conversations. But also, Florida State is at the point now and I'll throw this back to you because I'm curious to what you think about this. Florida State's at the point now where it doesn't, you know, two years ago, three years ago when, when Norvell and co first got here, they had to hit the portal hard because we had to replace talent. We, we I mean, we had to get talent. We had right. to get depth. But now, and I'm not saying they're all the way there yet, but they're per, they're very close to being like a Georgia, like an Alabama that doesn't necessarily have to rely on the portal, but can go get certain pieces to fit the whole pie. And I think this season we're seeing that. That's why the portal's been slow. They can be very picky about who they want to bring in because they realize they don't need to go get 12 to 15 players from the portal. They only need like seven to eight to fit some pieces and maybe a little bit of depth, and then they'll be good. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, depends on the numbers that you need because we don't know who all is going to announce yet, who's right. going to go to the draft. So you don't really know exactly – who you need yet, which, by the way, Jerry on Jones did announce that he is going to the draft this year, but it sounds yep. like he might play in the Orange Bowl as well. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I think it is a good point because Florida State right now, if you get this class of 24 and you can hold them in the boat and or the rest of them, and I will say this too, this staff has been out. You've seen the pictures and, and all the stuff on social media where they've been heavily out visiting their high school recruits yep. this week. They got the number three class in, in the nation right Correct. now. You want to work your tail off to lock those guys up. The transfers, you know, if you, you get them in when you can get them in, obviously, but you want to keep these guys, your guys, yep. your recruits, you want to keep them locked in a week before signing day. So I think that's just really the priority with their time right now Yeah, um, is locking those guys up. But I think you bring up a good point. I mean, like if you lock in this class 
and say you have another class like similar to this top five class again next year in 25, yeah. you know, you're talking about a couple of these classes now where you've built a foundation where Correct. you take what you need out of the portal or what you want, should I say, right. not, not necessarily what, whatever's out there. I mean, Correct. you know, you, you, back in the day you had guys like, and this is no dish to the guys that came here. They tried hard and, and maybe it just didn't work out. But, you know, you had the Marcus Cushney. You had the, yeah. the safety from Jacksonville State that didn't do anything and then left again. Yep. Even Bless Harris, who did great for you here at Florida State, came from Lamar. So right. you're you're still raising that talent floor, but you've gotten to a better spot now with the classes yeah. that you have. I mean, they took that big O-line class back in 2021, and a lot of those guys are still here. You lost two in the portal this year, but you know you bring in some guys this year in, in that high school class as well. That's talented. So you are building that base. So I think you can be a little more choosy in who you take, and you want to get. You know, you're you may not be looking for guys like that anymore. You may be looking for those guys from Georgia or yeah, you know, exactly. the SEC schools or the Big Ten schools. And you know, you also bring up a good point. I mean, think about the playoffs. Yeah, first two teams that lose, you might have six, eight guys hot, hit the portal Boom. the next. That That's night, right. the next That's day. Right. So then you could see those free up too. And, and again, I think this staff is is need based, but I think they are definitely willing to go big game hunting. And yeah. they know they're yeah. in a position right now with a strong NIO collective and success on the field, and probably going to put a bunch of guys in the NFL this year. Right. And, and, and the track record you have of uh, developing these transfers and putting them on a high profile. It's going to come. You know what yep. I mean? Like you like you Absolutely. said before, a lot of these guys reached out to them this year. And it Correct. wasn't the opposite way around. So I think I feel fine about the transfer market. It's just really – it's been a slow market. A lot of yep. the big names yep. have come out kind of almost knew where they were going to begin with. Yep. So we'll wait and see how some things play out. Um, you know, they did – I think I saw them actually reverse this in a court decision the other day. But if it did not happen, you know, they locked down a little bit on that second-time transfer rule as well. Everybody they jumped – I saw they. I think they took that back a little bit. Go figure so, after the season when Daryl. Yeah, Dyson yeah, played. exactly. No, but basically what happened was it was an injunction that the court gave. Uh, I forget. I think it's a West Virginia court gave one of the college students, one of the football players. So there's a 14 day injunction, and so the NCAA then came out and said we we will not uh, enforce the something with the second uh, time transfer thing, uh, but it's only a 14 day injunction, and so. Okay. They're still petitioning the courts to like, you know, obviously reverse that. But right now, what that means is that if you're if you're a second time transfer, you might want to get in the portal right now because yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I was gonna say is you can slow the portal moves down by right. not being allowed to transfer that second time. Correct. And you see what happens when they held out Daryl Jackson, when they held Correct. out a lot of these other guys. You know, uh, Tez Walker ended up getting his waiver. But when you hold out a lot of these guys, I think a lot of people now are like, let me make sure this is really what I want to do. Right. Right. Uh, before they jump in. So, yeah, I think I think you just be patient in the transfer market. Let some things open up. Let them, you know, figure out what they need and all that. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk about these high school guys that are on campus this weekend. So first up, I want to mention Amari Williams. He is reclassifying from 2025 down yep. to 2024. Uh, man, this is a really talented kid. He's an athlete slash edge player. Yep. Um, he is current. I don't know. Let's see if they got him, if they re-ranked him yet, because I know he was, I think, the number one athlete in 25. So it looks like they do have him. Uh, 247 has him relisted into 2024 now. And even then, I mean, he's still in the composite. He's uh, the number nine athlete, 27 uh, player in the state of Florida, four star on the composite. So this is a really talented guy. Now, I will say that I, I've heard that it's 
it wouldn't be unthinkable for them to push for a commitment this weekend because yep. he reclassified, then he came straight to FSU yep. on his first visit. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of really big names that are involved with this one. So you may see, you may not see that commitment happen yet, but I think they will maybe push for that. Yep. Again, I, I will say this though, as much as obviously we know high school doesn't always come in and make an immediate impact. If you have a guy right. who's already reclassifying from 25 to 24, I don't know how much of an impact he's going to make as a, Right. I don't. Can you even call that a true freshman? Like a negative freshman? A or negative whatever? freshman. <laughs> so, like you know, you at least it would be nice to get him in the class to right. help kind of replace uh, the defensive lineman that you're losing. But that is somebody uh, that is going to be on campus this weekend. That would be nice to get. Of course, five star KJ Bolden is on campus this weekend, and I think this is huge. This because, is his official visit, yeah. right? This and this is the last weekend before signing day. So, yep. if even if Auburn is making a big push. This is your chance to lock that up. You get well, the last weekend. You always want the last visit. Correct. Yeah, and and the recent intel is suggesting it's not as much Auburn. The Auburn sibling, it's actually Georgia that's now making uh, headway. So it's now a race. What what the recruiting the recruiter heads out there are saying it's now a race between Georgia and Florida State. Kirby must be mad that we're getting the yeah. maybe getting some transfers. He's like, watch this. Watch this. Uh, I'll take this. I, yeah, but I do, man. I, I just like that you get the last visit before signing day. This yep. fresh, I mean, you're t looking at, I think it's next Wednesday. So you're yep. by the time he leaves, three days. Yep. yep. You can just hang on for and like no more, three days. And no more in home. So it's not like Georgia right. can go do an in home or Auburn this is it. in home. This is it. This is it. So I like that he's on there as well for a multi day visit. And then you have, of course, Cam Davis, four star running back. I'm the least worried about been. Cam Davis. He's been, been committed, committed forever. For a, forever like uh, yeah man he's he might have been committed uh committed to bobby back in the day i don't know <laughs> it feels like he's been committed for so long oh but man. i love cam davis he's got a great yeah. family he's a great kid and i'm really excited to see him as well and and that's the thing man i think when you see two to touch on this real quick when you see rodney hill which was a bit of a surprise hit the portal yeah. i think don't think a lot of people saw that coming i think this is where you could see them go youth movement if as right. long as you keep toe philly as long as you keep Keziah Holmes, you still have Sam Singleton, who's a talented guy. We saw him right. play like two plays last year, and it, and it was like, whoa, who was that? Whoa, like it, yeah. it was like a flash of lightning. So you get him, then you get Cam Davis in there as well. So I think you're you may be okay. Like I think if a yeah. really top guy comes out, a running back in the portal, you could look at it. You could kick you the tires on that. Yeah. But I think you know, and we still don't know what Trey's going to do. I mean, right. the thing is about running backs, they only get so many miles on them, so you wouldn't right. blame them for taking it on down the road. I was but, just going to say that. Yep. You yeah. know, if they if they make it worth it, then maybe he does yeah. stay another year. Who knows? I mean, it wasn't quite the year that he had, you know, last year, the year before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you could see it. I mean, you yeah. could see it. Well, and like, and that's the thing, Ike, when, when it comes to the Rodney Hill transfer, you know, you like Rodney Hill, you like what he brought, you know, you thought, man, you thought if he could just, you know, if he could just break out more and, you know, he got, right. I mean, he started the, the ACC championship game. Yeah. Um, and, um, but you know, you look at it and you're like, and it, it's kind of what you're seeing in the NFL too, man. It's like um, running backs are just a dime a dozen yeah. right now. And they're there. It's a position that yes, you want someone who has great vision can run as fast uh, a little bulky as well too, can get through the tackles, but man, you have so many of them that it, it's almost a plug and play um, position. Really? It's not like quarterback where there's only one, Right. You only right. can have one. It's not like offensive lineman where you can, you know, one at each position or, you know, wide receiver that requires a certain skill. Like the running back is just 
it's become a position that, you know, not, not I won't say devalued, but it, it doesn't, it certainly doesn't have the same value as it used to have. And so, you know, when you see Rodney Hill go into the portal, that's a good kid. It's a good player. Yep. But what Florida State's doing is Florida State is stacking good, great on top of good. And I imagine Rodney Hill's looking at that room and saying, you know, gosh, I'm going to have to share touches again next year because most every school, no school nowadays is using one primary back who's getting three-fourths of the carry. You know, they're splitting carries like 33% down the line, you know, the top three in the rotation. And so um, if you're if you're trying to increase your stock or anything like that, yeah, I, I can understand why, you know, Hill would want to go to the portal. Yeah, and they are really deep at running back too. Yeah, Florida State really was. And, and I really think – like you said, it, it's more now instead of stacking a bunch of the same guy, you kind of build your running back room for different skill sets. You want Correct. that guy who can all purpose back a little bit more of a thumper, you, you yep. know, lightning back. Yep. Right. You want, you want all those different kind of guys. And I think they just, I mean, when you talk about, they already had four or five guys in that room that you felt right. could all probably start. Then you could, I mean, you could afford to lose one if you had to lose somebody at a position. Obviously, you thought Rodney Hill was very talented, so you right. would like him to stay around, of course. Right, absolutely. But, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, again, not to speculate, but they're not, they're only going to do so much for some people who right. want more things than other people are getting that have already right. done things on the field. That's about as vague as I can say it. Um, so, like, you know, it is what it is, but I think that's a position you'd be fine because you feel good. And, and honestly, outside of like turnover problems, you can throw a sophomore in there. You can throw a yep. freshman in there, and they can make yep. an impact. So that's a position that I feel like you're okay there, and, and you feel really good about Cam Davis. Um, you also have um, Makai Danzi coming in, too, yeah. a four-star yeah. running back as well, who I like. So you're taking two backs in this class. You got Sam Singleton as well, so I think you're fine there. Uh, you also have four-star corner Jamari Howard, who's going to be on yep. campus this weekend, LeWayne McCoy. Uh, and Manis Itiati, man. Oh, look at you. You know how you know we're getting good because the more guys we get with hard names to pronounce, that means we're straight to the top. Uh, <laughs> That's it's, right. It's like when you watch Clemson, it's like Uyunglele, the Aruka Roa Roa And it's like the more hard name guys you have to pronounce, I think the better you are. So there's there's a lot of big names, you know, that they got to lock up this weekend. They've been out doing a lot of uh, in-home visits this week as yeah. well. So I think really right now the main focus is you get two quarterbacks in, you get yeah. a couple of, you know, the Georgia transfer in, uh, Marvin Jones Jr. You, you already got a lot of guys on campus, so it makes sense to yep. bring them in. But I think right now it's all hands on deck to lock down this class, this number yes. three class. Of course, I'm not sure where the class is going to fit or, or finally land whenever you do factor Armando Blunt out of there. Because uh, yeah. I don't know if the flip has actually been made official. Not yet. Not, a not yet. Not so, yet. Yeah, so you're still sitting at number three. We'll just have to see how it shakes out. And, of course, you yeah. know, if he does end up flipping and you do end up losing him, but maybe you pull in Jeremiah Smith. You know, there's been rumors that you could flip uh, LJ McCray. I don't know that that's going to be the case. I think LJ yeah. is going to be a guy that maybe you just keep that connection open and maybe you pick him yeah. up in the portal like you did uh, Marvin Jones Jr. or you're hopefully going to do um, here in the near future. So yeah. that's pretty much who you're watching right now. That's just some updates. Um, like I said, you can go back and watch the the signing day preview that we did that kind of talks a little bit more about everybody. But there's, yeah. you know, no, of course – it always works out that way, Michael. Every time you drop an episode, something happens right after. So that's right. There has been a little bit of the news there as well. That's that's kind of broke either way. So that's just kind of some of the updates that we're looking at. Um, I don't know if you have anything else that you've heard so far uh, with maybe some developments for this weekend. 
But yeah, man, so far, I, I think that you're just hoping that you can keep the rest of the guys in the boat yeah. here. Yep. That's Whatever happens with Blunt happens. You know, I still think you're in it for McCray. I still think you're in it for Jeremiah Smith. And then I think if you can land two out of three of these transfers, obviously you're not going to take both quarterback transfers. Yeah. But if you if you can kind of get one of them where you yeah. feel really good about him, if you can feel really good about Jones Jr. at the end of the weekend, and maybe maybe you can get that Georgia linebacker in mm. for a visit, man, that would make me feel really, really good about next year. So any yeah. final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Yeah, I, I would just say final. The final thought is, man, I think what's super important, you know, with your high. Obviously, let's let's clean that class up. Let's let's make sure that the kids we got in there now, uh, with the exception of Blunt, because we know that there's probably a high percentage chance he's going to flip. With the exception of Blunt, let's let's make sure we keep that class together. If we can add one or two more to that, um, you know, looking at you again, Jeremiah Smith. Come on, man, be a Noel. It, it'll be the best thing you ever did. Right. Uh, uh, if we can add that and finish with a top, you know, five class, top three class, that's that that is huge. That is so big for 2024 recruiting, 2025 recruiting to see the high school kids actually want to come to Florida State. That's huge. The other thing I'll say finally is defensive line, offensive line. If we want to be able to compete with the Georgias and the Alabamas, we need to shore up the line. Because that is what is going to get us to that level, that elite yep. level, that elite, like every year Florida State is not just in the national championship conversation, but like pegged to be one of the four teams, even though we're going to a 12-team playoff. And I know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up playoff, <sighs> but um, that will be one of those top four teams that you're thinking, okay, of the four teams. Or, or, or of the 12 teams in the playoff, these four teams probably have the best chance at winning it. We've got to get better on the offensive line, got to get better on the defensive line. So whatever Mike Norvell and that staff need to do, whether that's, you know, looking at who's who's leading that, Alex Atkins, uh, Odell, JP, like let's let's figure out how to close better on these things. Offensive line, again, you said this so many times, Jesse, you're not going to find, you're going to find serviceable offensive linemen. You're not going to find the ones that are program changers through the portal. Right. Those you have to recruit from high school and develop. Let's get better at that. Let's get going. Yeah, I definitely agree, man. I, I think when you look at the teams like Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Michigan, even Ohio State. Yeah. It's like, what is the one thing that they all have in common? It's the right. trenches. I mean, Georgia trenches. won two national yep. championships with a walk, a former walk-on quarterback. Quarterback, like, but it's because they were so dominant right. in the trenches that you just couldn't stop them. So, yeah, man, I, I think that that is going to be an area of emphasis going forward that needs to be addressed. Obviously, um, you know, and again, you can you can supplement things in the portal. But you just want to get to the point where you don't – because what if things tighten down? You know what I mean? What if, what if portal rules all of a sudden change Correct. And, and there's not that flood of recruits? So you do want to build out of the high school ranks, but it is exciting to be able to get these ready-made yep. guys like Marvin Jones Jr. Yeah. if you can land him. Yep. So, But, again, there hasn't been a whole lot in the portal this year, so it's just it's too unpredictable to rely right. on. You just want right. to use that to uh, accentuate your class. Yes. You know, and you do get D.D. Holmes, four-star defensive lineman in this one. That's a guy that I do yep. like. Uh, you get Jamori Flag, a three-star. That's the one that Taylor had told me I th he thinks is very underrated. Yep. A guy yep. that Odell really likes. So you have some pieces that you're going to be able to work with. Like I said, you got uh, Keith Sampson, a four-star defensive lineman from, uh, I think it was last year's class, that they did really like there, too, from North Carolina. I think he was North Carolina like player of the year. So yeah. you got some young guys that are coming up. 
But man, you just need a game changer because yep. we talk, you know, we always talk about how you see the difference it made when you had a dominant defensive line this year. So you really yep. got to elevate that as well. But, you know, you're just right now, if you can lock everybody up, man, you got the quarterback of your future along with Brock Glenn coming in that, you know, Brock Glenn's already here. Coach, you get Croman Hawk coming in. You got one of the best, if not the best DB classes ever in the history of ever yeah, you, that, gosh, that you can sign, you know, as long as you can hold whew. KJ and all those guys. So, I mean, you're going to put DBU back on the map. Yeah, you, you just you just need those guys in that front seven, yep. especially on defense where it's been yep. lacking. That you need to try and address that as well. Yep. Um, obviously, you got two linebackers in this class: uh, three star Tamir Hickman's Collins, and then uh, Jaden Paris, three star out of Delray Beach, Florida. So again, you got some guys, and yeah. you still like Blake Nicholson, and you still like That's Omar right. Graham Jr. But man, if you could get a couple of veteran pieces to go around them, I That's think right. it would take you a long way this season. So, yeah, man, if there's any more updates between now and and early signing day, obviously we'll jump back on to uh, keep get you guys up to speed. But right now, you know, that's really all I've heard so far. So just be prepared for the blunt flip. And then, you know, I think you still keep Jeremiah Smith. I, I think you still keep McCray on your radar, maybe, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Um, and, and then you just never know. I mean, if they can get the Amara Williams kid that, that reclassified, if they can mm. get him to commit to, I think that would be really huge as well. Yeah. You know, man, that's the thing about Norvell and them. I, I will give it to him. He's they play chess. Like, yes, they do. I'm sure they know certain things. I mean, they even had, um, you know, what was it when Hunter bounced or whatever? Yep. And, they, and they were like, hey, Armella, let's yep. go ahead and lock this up. And so you get, you know, you the, he had a backup plan to get another guy that's in the right. class. So that's right. If you could make this happen, I think it, it kind of smooths the calms the waves a little bit. But yeah. I think we're both in agreement here that there's no point in panicking yet. Yep. You know, I, I think as long as you don't see any more signing day surprises outside of the ones that were kind of expected there with Armando right. Blunt. Right. And then I, I think as long as you can grab a couple guys out of the portal, like you said, if we get to the spring portal session and we haven't locked anybody up yet, yeah, I'm gonna be then sweating I, a little. I'm yeah. gonna be sweating a little bit. Yep. Exactly. Um, so I think for right now, you just all hands on deck for early signing day next Wednesday, the 20th. I think you get ready to lock that class up and then you see what you can do this weekend with some of the bigger name transfers that you have on board. So with that being said, guys, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. And then, like I said, if we find any other uh, news or updates or anything like that, in the meantime, we will jump back on with you guys. Uh, we've been putting out a bunch of stuff lately, so go check that out. We got uh, early signing day portal preview. I got a, a DJ Uyunglele. I'm man, man I'm gonna I'm gonna say it till I get it, until uh, <laughs> till I nail it. So we got a, a video on him out right now, and then we also have another video that me and Michael did just yesterday about what is strength of schedule anyway? And we do a deep dive on yes, why there's a little bit more to that number than, than, than meets the eye. So you guys make sure to go check that out. Like, and subscribe. If you've watched this long, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this video today is going to be brought to you by our sponsor, Alumni Hall FSU. Let's Great go. FSU gear and merch. Christmas is coming up. You can knock right. every no off your list and get it done at a great price. 10% off using code SPEAR, 1817 Thomasville Road. If you're in Tallahassee, alumnihall.com is the website. You guys make sure to check them out. Support the ones that support us. And thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back with you next week. Go Knowles. Go Knowles.